1: Good morning folks, I hope you are having a wonderful day I am looking out here at the weather and it is rocking It is just a great month This is March Madness foot- or basketball going on all over the place But today we're going to focus in on something I feel is important It's a Little Red Book of Wisdom by Mark DeMoss And if you've just tuned in, you haven't been with us through this whole thing, i got to tell you Mark is the son of Art DeMoss, the pioneer in direct response life and health insurance. Uh, built a just a mammoth organization. Uh, was one of my inspirations for getting into that industry. Uh, Mark is also the son-in-law of Art Williams, who was the pioneer of direct selling life insurance. And when both of those arts got together, they changed the face of life insurance forever. It was a just a wonderful a life-changing business-changing time uh, and mark has put this together he runs the world's largest faith-based public relations firm uh, i'm in public relations it just is something that just uh, i've enjoyed reading and learning about him watching how he does business with integrity and and i strive to find people better than myself that i can grow from and this is just one individual that I feel is that way today. Chapter sixteen: A proverb, a proverb a day, wisdom for every aspect of your life in one short book. John Cates wrote a letter to George and Georgiana Cates that said, in in part, just this one sentence: "said Nothing ever becomes real until it's experienced. Even a proverb is not a proverb till your life has illustrated it." And I thought that was unique. And Mark starts off with a very unique story. I hope I don't offend anybody, but two prostitutes approached the king's bench and presented their case. The first had given birth to a baby boy, she said. Three days later, the other woman in the same house had given birth to a baby boy. During the night, the second woman accidentally rolled over and smothered her own baby. So what did she do? She got up and switched infants. The next morning the first prostitute Awakened to a dead child And the other woman claiming her live child She's lying The second prostitute cried Her baby is dead This one belongs to me A court session In Syria 900 B.C. Predates DNA testing And the king had a long docket So he asked for a sword one of his servants disappeared to return with a sharp blade. Gesturing, the king said, "'Cut the baby in two and give half to each mother.' At that, the first prostitute cried out, "'Please, sir, give the baby to her. Don't kill him.' "'No,' the second prostitute yelled, "'neither of us should have him. Cut him in two.' The king, laying down his sword, issued the verdict. "'The first prostitute is the rightful mother. mother give her her baby.' the wisdom is intense It's, it's taking knowledge of a situation the king saw both sides both mothers coming to him claiming that the baby was theirs and through wisdom in a process of elimination he was able to determine who the real mother was this monarch who's Reputation for wisdom was forever sealed that day with Solomon, the son of Israel's first king David, and his wife Bathsheba. Solomon reigned for 40 years on the throne. He was not always this wise. Like men, uh, uh, many men in power, you know, all of a sudden his wisdom dropped from his brain to below his belt. He ended up with, I think, with 700 wives and 300 concubines. Disobeyed God and wrote another book called Ecclesiastes basically was repenting and giving more wisdom of what happens when you disobey what you know to be accurate. It's funny that, as i've read I've read i don't know countless times the book of Proverbs from Proverbs one to thirty one My discipline has been to read a proverb of day, and I don't think I've ever gotten bored. I learned something new each round. But what I find interesting is that King Solomon wrote this book nearly a thousand years before Christ. It's one of the earliest examples, as Mark writes here, of wisdom literature, a priceless teaching tool still still considered today the gold standard of counsel. So why is it that we don't focus more? Why is it that we don't seek out wisdom more? Why is it that we allow our mouth to overrun our 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 brain and we turn confidence into cockiness? It's interesting, I do say. The word Proverbs is a Hebrew word meaning to rule or to govern. And the only thing better than reading Proverbs is to read it routinely. It's to actually implement it into your life. I've not always... Lived a life that would one one would call wise, but my dad turned me on to the Book of Proverbs a long, long time ago. It's one of the it's one of the only books in the Bible outside of maybe Nehemiah that that isn't full of miracles. God made people come to life, or or some miraculous ocean splits in two. I mean, this is just. Really, it's common sense. And maybe that's why he gave it to me. Is because he realized I wasn't going to probably listen to him. So he gives me a book I can read. A book that was written by somebody else. Full of wisdom. How would you have... Think about this. Would you have jumped the gun, and depending on which whore was, was... More emotional? Which one looked prettier? Which one was flaunting her boobs at you more as a king? Would you have decided that way? Or would you have taken time, like Solomon did, to make a wise decision? Mark writes this Even having read every every chapter more than 300 times, I discovered new insights almost every morning. Reminders of timeless truths and principles for almost every aspect of my life. Billy Graham said, I read five psalms a day to teach me how to get along with God. I follow that by a chapter of Proverbs which teaches me how to get along with man. See, that's interesting. Something else that Mark writes that I firmly believe. I believe the mind and character cannot be left to chance. I learned something else from my pappy when I was real young. Those people that I associate with most is who I'm probably going to become like. And at first I thought that was just because he didn't like my friends. And then when my mom would say that, I thought that just because she didn't like the girls that I liked to hang out with. And then I I grew up and started to realize that everywhere it's like that. It's funny because I can... I can even to this day catch myself falling into this trap, having grown up around crime as much as I did, having grown up around organized crime and and not just not just from what we would know as the mafia the you know the Italians, but also with one percent or biker clubs because of the career that I chose. I can watch Sons of Anarchy today, which is about an outlaw biker club, and actually root for them to win because when I see the corruption, I realize that the corruption in the show is within the police department and within their organization. I would rather root for criminals than a cop that's doing something wrong, and neither one should be rooted for when you get right down to it. See, we can fall into this trap. A lot of times I will go to outside critics and direct selling because I want to get an outside perspective because I know I'm so close to the inner circles that I want to make sure I'm understanding it correctly. So when Mark writes that a mind and character cannot be left to chance, I agree. If you just go through life letting, letting bygones be bygones, if you go through life sitting on the fence trying to ride two horses with one ass, if you want to be politically correct and you don't want to take a stand for something, then you're letting your mind and your character fall by the wayside. See, it's interesting how just simple little things can make such an impact in our life. Mark writes, Do not be deceived by the simplicity of a proverb. Each is a key to character, and character is the key to almost everything else. I believe key character is the key to everything else. The last half of our show today, I wanna I wanna read some of the proverbs that Mark felt was so important that he put in the book. For you that may not like to to you know, you may not call yourself spiritual or even a Christian, don't don't hang out, man. Hang out hang out with us for a bit. Don't change the channel. Because this has nothing to do with spiritual This has to do with just life. Some of you that are into the law of attraction and the universal laws, I think you'll find this very interesting. You may even find that you can add the Bible to your daily reading and that it will catch on and and fit right into where you're going. It says, Proverbs one five: let the wise listen and add to their learning. Notice it didn't say, let the wise talk. Let the wise listen. There's a reason God gave you two ears and one mouth. That's not just a flippant statement. It took me a long time to learn to listen. And many times I don't have a lot to say. I just listen to what's being said. Proverbs 2.11 Discretion will protect you from under- and understanding will guard you. Do you ever wonder what discretion is? Discretion will protect you. That's a, that's an interesting word. Sometimes I'll tell my daughters, hey, you need to be more discreet, short for discretion. See, a lot of times we don't get it. But we don't have to live a life that's just totally out there in the world. Facebook, everybody shows everything. They use no discretion there's a good reason that there's some privacy, because it protects you. An understanding will guard you. Notice how these two go together. One's Proverbs 1.5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Proverbs 2.11, discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. How can you be understood? How can you understand anything if you're not listening? And then I'll take that a step further and say you need to ask questions. The asking the right questions as you're listening helps you to understand even more, which means when you do talk, wisdom will come out of your mouth, not just pompous or stupid words. Proverbs four four twenty five. Let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you. Now some people say, well, now, now Troy, that that's that's one of those Batman and Robin things. I don't understand that. Listen to what Mark writes. Life's highways are lined with wrong exits and harmful billboards, flashing arrows, and sidelined wrecks. Here, a far-sighted driving instructor warns us to watch the road. I just came back from Vegas. Now, there are people that believe, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. You don't want to offend people. When I was in the Marine Corps, I had a gentleman that... Loved the Lord and was so conservative at home, but when he went to Vegas, his philosophy was, hey, it's legal here. I can I can go to a strip club. I can go out here to this, this, this whorehouse. I can drink. I can smoke. Things that he would not do at home because in Vegas it was okay. In Nevada, it's legal. Just because it's legal doesn't mean that it's good for you analyze that. I'm not trying to be your moral police. You want to go spend money on stuff that you could get for free? That's up to you. What I'm saying is, why would you take your eyes off the ball? There's a reason in, that athletes don't get to drink and smoke and run around with women the night before they go play. They want them focused. They want their energy at the all-time height. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Don't get sidetracked. Just because somebody brings you a good idea doesn't mean that it's a great idea for you. Think about that. Proverbs 5.21 For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all his paths. For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all his paths. We can lie to our spouse. We can lie to ourselves. We can lie to the IRS can't lie to God. Some of you that are law of attraction, you can't lie to the universe. You guys are are full-time believers in the fact that you attract what comes to you. If that is the truth, then if you're lying about other things, guess what's going to happen? You're going to attract that into your own life. I told you, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. This book is full of just wisdom. Look at it maybe this way. If you don't mow your yard and people say, have you mowed your yard? And you say yes, they're going to know you're lying. They're going to look at their yard, your yard, and they're going to say, it's not been mowed. Yes, it has. No, it hasn't. So you cannot hide from God that which you cannot hide from people. Some things are just, it's irrelevant. They see it. Proverbs 6.19, the Lord hates a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. I had this happen. It was kind of humorous. I had it happen at the, at the ANMP conference. I had a gentleman, I don't even know if he realizes he does it, but he just, just stirs up dissension all the time. I just shake my head sometimes. Because not only does the Lord hate a man who stirs up dissension among the brothers, I can pretty much tell you the brothers hate it too. It just—it's weird. Sometimes people say, "Well, he, they're just being politically correct." Other times say, "Well, they just have a—you a, know—a strong personality." No, they just draw up dissension. That's just the way they are, and they, it's a sin. I don't mean sin like in you know, "Oh, you're going to hell." I mean it—it's just a freaking pain in the butt. Nobody wants to be around somebody like that. You don't get voted on to boards. You don't be—you can't be trusted. You know you can't ride a fence, folks. I'm going to tell you that right now you can't you can't have sympathy for people who keep continuing to do the same thing over and over. That's the same definition of insanity. change, become something better learn grow, get wisdom Proverbs seven twenty five says do not let your heart turn from her." Do not let your heart turn from her ways or stray into her path. Talking about infidelity, a prostitute. See in Proverbs 7 it talks about how seduction can pull you away. Now, I want to I want to clarify something here. Seduction doesn't necessarily mean a woman prostitute. I'm not talking about gigolos either. What I'm saying is anything can become your prostitute. Another word for that could be your functional savior, your functional heaven. Having been in the bail bond business for many years, a bounty hunter longer than that, I can pretty much tell you that the prostitutes you see on TV that look so sexy and sweet, that's not the reality. The reality is their teeth are broken, they're rotting out, They've got enough makeup on that it covers up the the ugliness of both their physical deformities from being beat around or on drugs so much, but also the pain that they have inside. Matter of fact, all seduction comes that way. It looks pretty on the wrapper, and then when you open it up, it's nothing more than a bunch of maggots. And if you allow seduction to keep you from going towards your goals, then you may end up in the streets yourself. And some of you are saying, "Well, Troy." Now I know better than that. I've been to, I've been to Vegas. I've been to the chicken ranches. No, I'm not talking about professional call girls, escorts, women that that go and they want sex as bad as you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the word seduction, things that can seduce, pull you away from your real dreams and your real goals. It happens to men and it happens to women. And when that happens, all of a sudden what could have been doesn't because you never reach your final destination, you never reach, you never achieve the dreams, the goals, the purpose that you were created for. Do not let her heart turn to her. Do not let your heart turn towards her. Don't turn towards her ways or stray into her path. Goes back, that's Proverbs 7, but remember, we go back here to Proverbs 4.25, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. All these Proverbs kind of interact with each other, go with each other. Proverbs uh, 11.25, this is a great one. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will he himself be refreshed. I love that. See, if you're generous and help others, it will come back to you. It's kind of the golden paradox that God has created. If you keep everything to yourself, and I'm not talking about just money, I'm talking about wisdom, everything. If you just keep it to yourself, if you're too afraid to share with others, you don't want them to get a, a, a one step ahead of you, then you yourself will fail. It goes back to that law of attraction that you, you some of you believe, and, and, and I'm cool with this. Listen, if all you do is have this Scarcity mentality, if all, all that happens to you is that you believe in your heart that other people are out to get you, then you will never be able to fulfill your mission. But if you're willing to give to others, if you have this abundance mentality that things are going to be great, God is going to take care of you, then he will. That's just the way it is. Proverbs twelve one. whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. I hated being corrected in anything in my life. Why I joined the Marine Corps when I really despised authority was beyond me. God has just a crazy sense of humor. I thought my dad was an authoritarian, and then I met my drill instructors and made my dad look like a saint. See, we need discipline in our lives. And listen, there is a difference, a huge difference, between punishment and discipline. If you read the Bible and you take the words and you look at them, you will find that God punished his enemies. God always disciplines his children. One is out of vengeance. One is out of anger. One is out of justice. The other one's out of nurturing, out of caring, out of trying to do all you can to build up and to strengthen an individual. God has disciplined me so many times in my life. We need discipline. He who loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates correction is stupid. Over the weekend, it was interesting. I watched somebody... As they said to me, Troy, we feel bad that you didn't get the executive VP position. I said, Why? I said, The goal was to help get somebody in as the president who, who has the respect and the wisdom of an of an industry, of a community. It's not about me. See, I look at everything that happens in my life as God ordained. So I'm either learning from it because it helped me, or I'm learning from it because it was a discipline, or I'm learning from it because it happened to somebody else. I constantly see life as an educational and correction time. I've learned to love discipline. Because with knowledge, I'm able to give out wisdom to help other people. Proverbs fifteen one a gentle answer turns away, turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I literally watched a situation unfold in front of me where two men running for the same position faced off on each other. And it was interesting to see because one approached it with a domineering, gigantic voice that really just – the whole tonality of the voice irks you because – It just is frustrating. And I watch the other man with a soft voice come back and answer. Many times I raise my voice and I don't need to, and then I slap myself because I'm struggling to learn that a gentle answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. Do you know there's times, and I'm not a fake it till you make it type of person, but Mark even writes it in here, there are times when you have to control your anger Return with a soft tone, even when inside you're just wreathing with frustration and you just want to slap somebody. You may not feel nice, you may not want to think good thoughts, but you have to come back with a small, calm tone, a gentle answer. Men, I I tell you what, you should do this with your wives and wives, you should truly do this with with your husbands. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. pride goeth before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. It's one thing I've learned in life, it's that I can fall flat on my butt. It goes back to that story of the turtle on the fence post. I've been knocked off a fence post so many times because I just took the wrong step. There's times I've been knocked off the fence post because of other people, but 99.9% of the time it's because of my own ego. My pride, Mark sums it up this way: How you handle loss says one thing. How you handle success says a whole lot more. Something to remember proverbs twenty eighteen make plans by seeking advice. if you wage war, obtain guidance. You should never make plans without wisdom, without the clear advice of others. Prayer and listening an inner circle of your who, getting their responses. And men, you should always ask your wives because they have just this feminine intuition. Remember, they came from a part of you. God created woman from man. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-one: a good name is more desirable than great riches. I sit on the board of directors and I make the least amount of money as everybody else. But I've done everything I can to make sure that my name, my reputation, the legacy I live is above reproach. Proverbs twenty-six, four: do not answer a fool according to his folly or you will be like him yourself. The hardest thing to do is just to shut up, thank a person for talking to you and walk away. Because there are some people that are just more mixed up than you are and there is no reason whatsoever to get into a mix with them. Proverbs thirty one ten, a wife of noble character, who can find, she is worth more than rubies. Proverbs thirty one is about a, a wife. What a woman we call them a Proverbs thirty one woman about being a wife, a mother, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. It's amazing. I love that chapter. Mark closed out this chapter. He said. In closing, a final endorsement he said, Last year my son wrote me a letter after his high school graduation thanking me for a number of things. He concluded his note with these words, I've been reading Proverbs every day since 8th grade because of you. 3,000 years before Mark's son wrote that, King Solomon in Proverbs 15:20 wrote, A wise son makes a father proud. Interesting how timeless wisdom flows through from generation to generation. Tomorrow, the wisdom of age seeking out older people. Oh, it's a great chapter. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Back here tomorrow morning on realmentorsradio.com.